You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I write about the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis and a little bit of Bears news sneaking out here in the post-draft frenzy here as we try and get up to date on all these Bears draft picks. We're going to step away from the draft for a podcast here today and talk about one Leonard Floyd, who the team announced they are picking up his fifth-year option. So what we're going to do is break down what exactly that means and and how that fifth-year option works, and then we'll look at whether or not he's worth the fifth-year option, whether or not he deserves that, and what his future could hold, kind of where things have gone so far in his NFL career. Real quick, the other Bears news that they announced at roughly the exact same time, Matt Nagy confirmed that Brad Childress will be brought back as an offensive consultant. Brad Brad held this role last offseason, but sort of only briefly during the offseason as more of an offensive analyst, sort of. He had just kind of retired in 2018, and he stayed through, I believe, training camp and then left the team kind of before the regular season and then eventually kind of took over as or was going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Legends and the Alliance of American Football and then backed out of that. But regardless, he has rejoined the team as a senior offensive assistant, and he was an important part of the transition to Matt Nagy's offense, a guy who worked for a long time under Andy Reid and helped this offense kind of get up to speed last year. And this new position perhaps sounds a little bit more permanent. What that exact role is going to be, I think, is still a bit up in the air, but clearly a, a valuable uh, mentor for Matt Nagy, a friend, and someone who can really only help when you add him to this coaching staff. But enough on Brad Childress. Let's get to the Leonard Floyd discussion here. The Bears officially announced that they are picking up his fifth-year option, which will give him basically a one-year contract extension that will keep him here in 2020. 2019 was set to be the last year of his four-year rookie deal, but the Bears had until May 3rd, which will be tomorrow, Friday, to decide whether or not they wanted to extend this fifth-year option. Now, because Leonard Floyd is a top-ten pick, I believe the fifth-year option pays him the roughly the same as the transition tag value at his position for that year. So he's slated to make $13 million in the year 2020, which will make him the fifth highest paid outside linebacker in the league that season. And we, we got to get into whether or not that value is truly there in a little bit here, but clearly... Uh, it's it is a reward for a player at, at the end of his rookie contract having to kind of you know if, if you're a really good draft pick you p- perhaps play below your market value for the first four years and then this gives you a little bit of a bump in the last year of the contract but the, this fifth year option thing is uh, can, can be a little bit tricky and a little bit sneaky because the the team had until May third here to decide whether or not they wanted to pick up the option but they're actually not totally locked into it. It does not become guaranteed for 2020 there. 
until the start of the new league year next March. So I believe pretty much at any time between now and when free agency begins, the Bears do have the option to rescind that fifth-year option and totally change their mind with no financial consequences. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the deal is guaranteed for injury. So I believe that means then if you know Leonard Floyd tears his ACL or whatever and is injured into the offseason, that that money would become guaranteed and they'd be locked into that at some point. But if Floyd stays healthy and doesn't have injuries that would then linger in the offseason, they would have the flexibility to rescind that fifth-year option and let him go and, and totally change their mind. This was just the deadline to decide whether or not they wanted to sort of put that forward and offer that and, and tentatively give him that money. They just have some protections built in. And then once that new league year starts, that that $13 million will become fully guaranteed for Leonard Floyd. So, you know, he'll be locked in for that last year of the contract once that last year gets going. So it certainly is putting a vote of confidence behind their former ninth overall pick back in 2016. It's showing the team wanting to keep that continuity beyond just 2019, perhaps give Leonard Floyd some security. We'll talk about that in a little bit more depth in a little bit here. But overall, it's not necessarily a huge surprise. And Ryan Pace was asked about the fifth-year option earlier this offseason and said, you know, that's that's something they had been planning to do. Did you see enough out of Leonard Floyd to pick up the fifth-year option or maybe not to that point? I think with uh, Leonard... Um, no, that's that's a fair question, and our our plan is to pick up that fifth year option. So he played well, and we're happy where he's at. So uh, and I feel like Leonard's still doing this, and I think you felt that as the season was going on. Uh, so that's something we plan on doing. That was Ryan Pace back in January, I believe it was the press conference after they had hired Chuck Pagano, but I don't remember specifically which press conference that was, but pretty close to the end of the season. And I remember when that happened, I was surprised. I mean, not only that they are giving him the fifth-year option, but also that they were willing to announce that and had already decided in January that they were indeed going to do that, that they didn't need any time to think about it. I feel like typically when you hear that question asked, it's sort of a, yeah, you know, that's part of our evaluation process. We're going to look into all of that and, you know, we'll let you guys know later on when that deadline approaches what we're going to do on Floyd. But instead, it was, yeah, seemed to be little to no question about whether or not he would be worth that fifth year option. And I have to say, I have some real questions as to whether or not he'll, he will be worth $13 million in 2020. And I know it's hard to project ahead that far and try and figure out exactly how much any individual player is going to be worth, but that's part of the business of the NFL, and business is not always easy, especially when you're talking about trying to find the best people for the job. Fortunately for those of us outside of the NFL, we have ZipRecruiter to make hiring that much easier. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and their powerful matching technology scans through thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at our exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. 
That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Leonard Floyd's fifth-year option has already been decided on. The Bears are all aboard bringing Leonard Floyd back for that fifth year at a $13 million price. But I don't necessarily feel like at this point Leonard Floyd has earned that and has earned a long-term future in Chicago, which has not been decided yet, but clearly the team is invested in and comfortable enough in what they've seen from him to bring him back for that fifth year, or at least put that out there to still technically have the option to rescind it. But I just don't think we've seen enough development from Leonard Floyd. This was something we even talked about going into the 2019 season. Everyone was waiting for Leonard Floyd to take that big jump. And there was a lot of pressure to do so before Khalil Mack came into the mix. But then once Mack was added and the team had all the success, all the, the question marks and concerns about Leonard Floyd kind of went out the window, got swept under the rug a little bit there too, and it became sort of a, a non-storyline until the sacks weren't really coming throughout the season, finished with a career-low four sacks in his first season actually playing in all 16 games. And there have been a, a few different reasons for his lack of development. I think one of the biggest ones that everyone will point to is, of course, the injuries. Uh, you know, back in 2016, he was had some calf issues and then some concussions really kept him out down the end of the season. In 2017, there was some back stuff early on and then ended up on injured reserve with that knee injury. And then even this past season, he plays all 16 games but has that broken hand what, during training camp or during the preseason, and then that lingers through most of the season, sort of playing one-handed. So, you know, in that sense, maybe we haven't seen a full, full-strength Leonard Floyd, but we still haven't seen enough total improvement to say, okay, let's, you know, let's invest in this player long-term. And it would also be helpful to, you know, show, show some durability to want to invest in him long-term and to show that he is worthy of being the fifth highest paid outside linebacker in 2020 and really hit those expectations of being a top 10 pick. Now, I understand when it comes to the fifth-year option in particular, there's, there's some perhaps politics that go into it, and I say that from a, a, a appearance standpoint, from an optics situation. It looks bad on the Chicago Bears if they decline Leonard Floyd's fifth-year option right now. It it makes you know makes it look like you're admitting he's been a disappointment. And the Bears have done everything to try and avoid that and to be supportive of him full stop. And this also shows that you are confident in him. It shows him that the Bears support him. And this can be as much a mental thing as it is a, an on-field football decision that maybe they feel like Leonard Floyd needs to feel this support from the organization and feel that confidence from the team to be able to go out in the season and play with confidence. You know, he's not a guy that needs the motivation of a contract year. Maybe he's the guy that needs the motivation of having the team support behind him. So there's always some different dynamics here as far as trying to show some loyalty and, and you know, show other players that, hey, we reward our own with the fifth-year options that's built into the contract. But there's still... I think some question marks that, that have even come from the team, you know, during the season, I think they got close to admitting as much that, that Leonard Floyd was struggling as it became 
more of a narrative. And I wanted to play for you a, a little snippet from the Bears outside linebackers coach, Brandon Staley, who actually followed Vic Fangio to the Broncos this offseason, but Coach Leonard Floyd for all three of his seasons in Chicago, talking about some of Floyd's struggles during the season and, and how they were trying to work with him to get over them. Would Floyd, Matt was talking last week about how, you know, you don't want him to think about sacks because then they'll never come. But how do you, do you need to give him an attaboy during the week? Uh, something to let him know that that you guys have confidence in? Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a balance, you know. Um, the biggest thing with, with a player, if he's struggling or, you know, going through a, uh, you know, kind of a, a drought that Leonard's going on right now is just really focusing on the process of, you know, each and every rush, each and every practice, each and every meeting, and that's what we spent a lot of time in, you know, and that's how you snap out of it. That's how you end up getting the production that you hope for is uh, to just really go back to work and really detail uh, your performance and be really critical of yourself, which we've done both as coaches and players, and that's something in, for Coach Nagy is really important is just taking a really hard look at yourself, and that's what we've done with Leonard is spent a lot of extra time, you know, taking a look at, um, you know, all his individual rushes on the left side, on the right side, um, and, you know, just, you know, trying to improve his game as much as possible. And he's, uh, the last three games, I think he's made a lot of strides. Does a pick six uh, more than make up for no sack? Yeah, you know, any time that you can, you know, make a play like that to impact the game, um, you know, any, you know, whether it's a defensive lineman, you know, linebacker, DB, anytime you can score a touchdown on defense, we know the percentages of, of winning and just the, the way that that kind of capped the momentum of that half, uh, you know, certainly, you know, excited for him. And, you know, he, he, he's kind of been bragging. He scored a touchdown. He's been on a defensive score for his last four years as a player going back to Georgia. So uh, he got on the board, and, and that was big for our team, big for him. Brandon, what, what elements of his technique are you guys dialing in on to just to help him win some of these one-on-one pass rushes so he can get home and, and have the quarterback production? I think him being decisive at the top of the rush, you know, um, you know, initially we just wanted him to get off on the football and really stay on his track um, and use his speed, you know, to get on top of these these offensive tackles. And I think he's doing a much better job of that. Uh, but then at, at the top of the rush, being really decisive, you know, um, and knowing where that tackle is and, um, you know, being able to finish the rush because I think he's, you know, getting, uh, he's putting himself in good positions. Um, but just being more decisive at the top of the rush to finish uh, kind of what he started. And I think that that's something we spent a lot of time on. What- Invo- uh, what goes into being decisive? Is it a read he needs to make, or just a feel for the way the tackle's setting, or something like that? Yeah, I think I think it's just you know we, we talk about you know look where is the tackle? Is he vertical high, vertical low? Is he horizontal? You know, so that's kind of the three parts to you know kind of where the, the tackle is going to be, uh, and then it's you you know transitioning your game. Um, you know, and being on the attack. And so I think that, you know, you know, part of, you know, this process has just been, you know, the disruption of his rhythm, you know, going back to training camp with his leg, then it's his hand. And, you know, it's just him trying to find that rhythm, you know, and uh, I don't think it's any different than a jump shooter or a pitcher, um, a hitter, you know, you just, you got to get that rhythm. And I think that he's finding that rhythm, especially the last three weeks. And, um, you know, I, I think we're proud of his progress. Matt talked to us about um, the importance of him not pressing. And, yeah. I mean, everybody can look at the stat sheet and see the zero. Yeah. And that's a 
big thing for these guys. For sure. What do you sense from him mentally as this kind of stays with him at least for you know the first eight games here? For sure. I think he's aware of it, you know, and um, because these guys are all intense competitors, they have a lot of pride in their production and being able to impact the game. Uh, but I think what he's done, especially coming after the bye, is just he's practiced really well, and I think that you've seen that the way he's performed. He's rushing better. He's rushing with more confidence. He's around the quarterback a lot more, uh, giving himself a lot more opportunities than he was the first four games of the season. I think that's that's evident. Um, and now it's putting it all together. And um, you know, we know through his first two years as a, a bear that he's been around the quarterback. He can sack the quarterback. Um, but it's him, you know, finishing the rush and then getting himself on the board. And we know that uh, once that happens, that other things are going to follow. Again, that was Bears outside linebackers coach. Well, former outside linebackers coach Brandon Staley. It was about midway through the season last year, early November, when when he gave those comments to the media. And I think the the biggest takeaway I took from that is that I think the discussion you see on Twitter and social media and all that stuff about Floyd is it kind of comes to oh well the injuries and once he's healthy then he can develop and the injuries have have been the main reason he hasn't produced and I think those are valid reasons why he hasn't produced but that wasn't really what Brandon Staley fell back on you know he could have easily just said yeah he's playing with one hand and we think once the hand is back then he'll be fine and, and not really have to go into all the details about you know his mental state and his mentality and also his technique and I think that's what's perhaps a little bit more concerning for me when we talk about projecting this forward that it does seem to be more than injuries and it it there does seem to be other issues here and the specifics of those issues and the causes of those issues we don't quite get to know from the outside here but clearly the Bears coaching staff had some concerns I guess about Leonard Floyd and, and had things in his development that they're continuing to push here and, and, and trying to get him better because they, they were sort of ready to admit, I think Staley either used the word slump or I don't remember his exact word there, but he even talked about him having sort of a down stretch during the season. They're, they are acknowledging that, which was a little bit of a different message, I think, than we heard from Ryan Pace earlier on about how happy they are with his progress and how he seemed to be on his way up. Well, Last season, he was on his way down, and the data from Pro Football Focus really shows, as a pass rusher, just how much Leonard Floyd has decreased in his production. We'll go through those in detail next on Locked On Bears. The tape and the eye test has shown me that Leonard Floyd hasn't made the strides that the Chicago Bears have needed him to, particularly as a pass rusher. But I believe the pro football focus data pretty well backs that up. And when, specifically when we're talking about getting after the quarterback and pressure. Because I'll preface all of this by saying Leonard Floyd has shown significant improvement in run defense. He has become a much, much better run defender you know, consecutively in each of his years. He got better from year one to year two. And I think he took an even bigger step last year, just this past season, in being more technically sound in that area and, and playing a little bit stronger in terms of, it's not that he's added a bunch of bulk and a bunch of muscles, but he's just doing a better job of using his core and, and being able to use the strength that he does have to, you know, anchor a little bit more and, and have a little bit more beef and, and use leverage better and, and better hand technique to be able to hold gaps against the run and, and certainly gain some intelligence in that area as well as far as being able to understand what the running back and blocker coming at him are trying to do and being able to slip that and make the tackle or whatever and and do the things that you start to see. I don't know if veteran savvy is quite 
an accurate description, but just getting a little bit more smart at what teams and offenses are trying to do at him from a running game standpoint. But Leonard Floyd was not drafted ninth overall. The Bears did not trade up for Leonard Floyd for his ability to stop the run. They need him to be a premier pass rusher at the outside linebacker position in this Bears defense, and that is not what they have gotten so far. And and it has literally gotten worse each of the last three seasons from a production standpoint, at least from a, a production rate standpoint. Obviously, you can look at the sacks and, and see him go from seven sacks to four and a half sacks to four sacks and, and point it out that way. But even when you look at pressures, which it, it tends to be even more important than sacks because there's a lot of different ways that sacks can happen, but pressures affect the quarterback quite a bit. And those are the kind of things over the course of a game that ultimately end up having a more larger overall impact. You know, seven plays in a season was how many plays his sacks were affecting in a rookie season, but the best pass rushers affect a hundred plays in a season in terms of pressures and getting after the quarterback. So pressures are a very valuable measurement of how well a player is pass rushing and pressures ultimately lead to sacks. And 2018 was by far Leonard Floyd's worst season as a pass rusher. You look at how often he's gotten after the quarterback and how often he's rushed the passer. I tweeted out Wednesday night his pass rushing snaps by season. And, you know, as a rookie, it was 269. As a sophomore season, 276, so about the same. And then this past season jumped up to 443 times rushing the passer. So slightly more and then a lot more this season. And in each of the three regular seasons, Leonard Floyd has generated 36 total pressure. So the same amount of pressure, but you can see his pass rushing snaps are going up. So it takes him more pass rushes to get the same amount of pressure across each of the last three seasons. So his pressure percentage, you know, the number of pass rushes that pressure a quarterback, rookie year, 13.4%, 13%, and dropped to just 8.1% this past season. So you're seeing him need more opportunities to get after the quarterback to even have the same impact on the quarterback. And some of that I am 100% willing to concede to the hand injury. That, that's absolutely a factor in there, and it's, it's, it can be a limiting factor to the pass rush. But he's had injuries in the other seasons as well, maybe not ones that have affected him as much in games, but has still limited his ability to be working on that technique and to be practicing, you know, in the weeks leading or in the days leading up to the game each week. And the, the pass rushing productivity just has not been able to stay consistent and, and stay even elevating. Like, I, that's why I was confused when Ryan Pace says, you know, Leonard Floyd is going like this, he's pointing up. Yes, he's doing that in run defense, but as a pass rusher, he has taken steps back from a production standpoint. I think he's a, maybe a little bit more refined from trying a few different pass rushing moves here and there, but you're not seeing him win anymore consistently. And I think this is one of those results versus process type situations where maybe the process is getting a little bit better, but it's not it's not seeing itself in results. And I think some of this is offensive linemen knowing what to expect from him, you know, knowing when he's going to try and take speed around the corner and what he is able to do as far as counter moves are a little bit limited. He has a little bit of a spin, a little bit of an inside, uh, not quite a swim, but, you know, he's certainly got a rip going there too. So, you know, it's, it's just not where you need your ninth overall pick to be after three seasons. And it's certainly not where you want a player to be when you're deciding to hand him $13 million two seasons from now. Now, obviously, 
he could come out and have a great 2019 and, you know, light it up and put up 10 sacks and check all the boxes and give the Bears everything they wanted from their ninth overall pick. And then, yes, he is well worth a $13 million deal in 2020 and, you know, follows that up with another good season. You give him a contract extension. Everything is hunky-dory. But, you know, as the missed tackle numbers have gone up and as the pass rushing numbers have gone down, it leaves me with some real concerns about, you know, how valuable is he going to be long-term? Is he really ultimately worth this draft pick and worth this contract? To this point in his career, I, I he has not been worth the pick. He has not been worth or it, and does not look to be worth that $13 million contract. But I'm leaving the door open. And I will give him every opportunity to improve and, and to, to show that he can be more productive as a pass rusher. Like I said, giving him credit for the run defense. I'm not going to hold anything against him here, but I'm, I'm just curious to see how things play out and how the Bears ultimately end up reflecting that in their decision because they can rescind this if he has another injury-filled season or another poor season and they just don't want to have to pay him that much money. But you know, they're, they seem to be optimistic. They're, they're putting their confidence behind him, and they're hoping that that can be that motivation and that push to help him hit that next level. Another year with Leonard, with Khalil Mack can't hurt that much, but we'll see how this Bears defense as a whole helps Leonard Floyd out in year number four as we approach that fifth-year option. It's going to be fun to see what Leonard Floyd can do this season. We'll certainly have our eyes on him here on Locked On Bears, and we'll keep you updated all throughout the season and, and figure out what the future of this Bears pass rush is going to look like. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis, the NFL draft breakdown and the picks. We'll still be bringing you more. We're hoping to get a couple of in-depth looks at a few of these guys individually in the coming days and maybe weeks here of the podcast as we get to a, a little bit of a drier portion of the NFL schedule. But Rookie minicamp tryouts are coming up here as well, so maybe that'll produce another contract or two that we can break down here on the podcast. And the kicking competition will pick up at OTAs as well. So plenty of Bears talk coming your way. That's why you got to make sure you're following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, following on Instagram as well. Locked on Bears is everywhere you are on social media. That's why it's so easy to keep it locked. And I think it's also pretty easy to bear down.